Six-pack double feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Happy spooky season. Halloween. Sam Hain. I don't know. Devil's Night. That's from The Crow. That's from. Is that the only thing from The Crow? Like Devil's like Night. Devil's Night, or yeah. was it a Detroit thing? <laughs> Every night is Devil's Night in Detroit. <laughs> uh, we love you, Motor City. <clears throat> Keep oh, on what? <clears throat> Welcome to it, gang. It is Pick Six. I'm not Nathan. I'm not Travis. Fucking high lights, dude. They keep wanting to like fizz over. And they've been sitting on your desk for a while. It's so. weird, right? You saw it. I saw it. It's like we're on a plane or something. But the opposite, because they don't fizz on a plane. I thought the only ones that like fizz crazy that are like the Diet Cokes, they have a weird... Chemical in them. Something like that, yeah. Aspartame. Aspartame. Sugar. This is the second episode we've recorded today. Sugar. So we're a little... Uh, Was that your... Uh... System of a Down. The system of a Down, yep. yeah. I could not get the band In the video, do you know. remember in the video they showed a picture of uh, aspartame or aspartame, however you say it? Aspartame. Uh, when he says sugar, instead of sugar, it says aspartame. They were trying to be... Clever. To prove a point, I guess. Yeah. Today's episode, gang, is in keeping with the spirit, the reason for the season. <laughs> it's uh, our Halloween marathon, our horror movie marathon, rather, part two. Nathan, I know you don't want to do a, a third one, but I am going to implore that we do one more. I might do a third at one. some point. I have a very good about a year. Sure, these are sure. I have a very good theme for part three, and then I won't make you do any more after that. But my part three is going to be very good. I'm very proud of it. Almost as proud of it as I am this marathon. Now, I we did a horror marathon and a sci-fi marathon last year. Not even last year. It was earlier this year. Last season. Shut up. And. <laughs> I did the times. Like I started at a certain time, and I did the same thing again. I did not do that this time. Oh, really? No. You're but dumb. I'm going to be starting at like midnight. Well, you're dumb. I'm going to be starting my marathon. Well, I want you to midnight. know that I followed the same fucking theme that we did last time. It's good to know that you didn't. I started at midnight. I started mine an hour later than I did the last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'll be ending an hour later. Yeah, give or take, one. depending nice. on how long the movies are. Nice. Um. Mine kind of go together thematically in some way, but I, I I really picked ones for my list are more action based. Uh, you're not gonna have seen some of mine, but All they're right. not they're not crazy weird. Well, let's find out today what those are. What is your first movie? I guess by in... seven o'clock. It starts at seven p.m. Okay, sun's down by then. In October, <clears throat> I went. To South Korea, decided to take a train to Busan. That's a great fucking movie. <laughs> it's an hour and fifty-eight minutes, and under two. Not a minute wasted, really. No, um, it's a, a simple trip to Busan, and you you follow a father and a daughter who are kind of not estranged, estranged because obviously the parents are divorced, and so dad's a workaholic. Her, yeah, dad's a workaholic, probably stock market or, or whatever, and mom wants, and daughter wants to go see mom. And so on her birthday, so they take a train to Busan. And soon you, you kind of get the idea that something weird is going on. But once they get on that train, you start to 
Zombies Everything start, start to unravel and zombies start to take over that train that they're on. And the, the, it's not really about the zombies. No. And it's like it does what it does what a good zombie movie does and it just makes it about the people reacting to it. It does, especially look, if I'm going to start a movie a movie marathon for me, um I'm going to start if I'm going to have a foreign language film where I'm reading the subtitles, I'm going to start it early or I'm not going to watch it once it gets too late because I'm just, I get too tired. I've said before, I don't mind at all a subtitled movie. It has to be a good fucking movie though. Yeah, for me, but I still have to get into that rhythm of reading the dialogue. And so I got to start that early. One of my favorite things about uh, Train to Busan is that when the guy goes to hide in the seat right? They make, they do that thing like in movies where they make the seats feel like way bigger on a train or a bus or a plane than they actually are. Okay. There's no way you would be able to hide on a train seat or on the floor of a train seat and obscure yourself from those zombies. Maybe on the trains in South Korea they are. Maybe. I doubt, I doubt maybe. It. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it, I, takes I that, it. it takes that disbelief and it, it, it basically runs – it sus- suspends it. But, I mean, I noticed it, but – I love that. Yeah. It's a fucking heart-wrenching ending, yeah. too. God yeah. damn. Yeah. What makes this movie work so well is it's 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 there's this frenetic high-octane energy yeah. once the train leaves the station. So there's really hardly a chance to just stop and catch your breath with this movie. Um, it's incredibly claustrophobic since all of your main characters are trapped on a train and they have to constantly keep moving. From car to car. From car to car, right. They have very limited space, yeah. Um, but this movie has a lot of heart. It does a it does. really good job with all of the characters. It's in broad daylight too. Yeah, the almost the entire time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I forgot. It. I love the guy who takes like the phone books or books and like, oh, like yeah. duct tapes into his arms. It's smart thinking. Yeah. But uh, nobody has a gun. Nobody has. It's not a. There's you no. Just gotta Rambo. figure out a way to protect yourself, but. This movie um, has a lot of heart, especially towards the end, and I'm not going to spoil things, but don't be surprised if you find yourself getting a little weepy at the end. Yeah. The um, the big guy uh, with the – they just had – they're about to have the baby or going to yeah. have the baby. He's the one who types the books to his Okay. Mom, he's the stunt coordinator. Okay. And he's like a world-class – I swear I've seen him in other movies. He's a world-class badass. Like he's okay. a – I forget what – what belts he holds, but like I did some reading up on that. Okay, um, I first saw Train to Busan last year on uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. I watched it on Netflix probably two years ago. Okay, yeah. If you really want to get <clears throat> a watch the movie, it's really fucking good. And if you want to watch it and learn some shit about it, watch it on uh, Joe Bob's Last Drive-In Shutter. on Shutter. Yeah, a lot of these movies, not a lot of these that I have on here, but a couple of these that I've found. I found on Joe Bob's last drive-in. And these are the fast zombies. These are like the Zack Snyder. <laughs> and I, they, but, but they're they not. They're not. They're they're just a means to an end, really. Yeah. Yeah. They're that's a good fucking pick, dude. Actually, when and I it first gets the, your adrenaline pumping, it does. Yeah. When when I first saw it, I texted you. I was like, "Look, dude, I know you don't like horror, but there's this really good Korean, South Korean." zombie flick called uh, Train to Busan. You're like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. I was like, okay. <laughs> wow, wow. I was okay. not expecting that answer. <laughs> yeah. But no, the more yeah. I think about it, it's a little more cerebral, and there's a little more... It is, but it's fucking... It's, it is it's brilliant. It is a horror movie, yeah, though, it's, too. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. There ain't no Ugh. bullshitting around about it. No, not at all. That's a good pick, dude. That's a good way to start off. Um, 
my number six, my first movie is uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. You ever seen it? No, I don't believe so. Uh, I think you dig it too, man. It's it's witty like Tales from the Crypt. Okay, but it doesn't have you know how, how many episodes of the original show have you seen? A few. You know how it's like I'll never die that way, and then ten minutes later he's dying, dying that, that way. way. Tales from the Crypt um, Demon Knight is. I don't want to spoil anything for you. That's right. Billy Zane plays like he's not the devil, but he's like he's pretty high up there, a devil, uh, and he's chasing down. He's not God, but he's a God, so it's <laughs> sure he's chasing down the guy that plays Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, William Sadler, right? And <clears throat> it's basically a siege movie. Um, they get holed up in this. William Sadler's character has this um, trinket, for lack of a better term that holds the blood of Christ in it. MacGuffin? Sure. And it holds the blood of Christ in it. And he gets holed up in this, like, New Mexico or Arizona, like, not not uh, not hostile, but, like, uh, lower-end people are living there. Roger Rabbit lives there. CCH Pounder lives there. Jada Pinkett Smith lives there. Um, and they have to, like, stay alive until dawn. Demon Knight. Demon Knight. Play on words. So it's like the ghetto-ish it's not a ghetto it's okay. just it's just kind of like the people from tremors okay oh all right. a little That's darker a bit, okay. yeah and they have to keep the demons from coming in and billy zane's trying to talk his way in and it's 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 really good um not as funny as this as the series because it's a feature-length movie um really good story really fun um and i can't believe i didn't use it for like siege movies but it's uh i i think you'd really like it hmm. Um, right. Billy Zane is a great heel. He, he plays a great villain. We yeah. talked about it. he plays a great bastard. Um, and it opens and closes the same way as an episode of Tales from the Crypt, um, but with a bigger budget. And I forget who directed it, but the directors uh, might be Richard Donner, actually. But then they cut, and you can see that the Crypt Keeper is just a puppet. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, from 1995. That is my first movie in my marathon. What is your second movie or your number five pick? Uh, starting at nine, I have Planet Terror. Okay. From the Grindhouse two-parter. That's a great movie, too. <laughs> with Directed by Robert Rodriguez. I figured after a two-hour nonstop adrenaline uh, fest with an emotional gut punch, it's best to downshift into something ridiculous. Because that movie is ridiculous. I haven't seen it in it's so It's fun, long. but it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, Planet Terror is exactly that sort of ridiculous that you need after something like really serious. Sure. With. It's just about a group of people in a small Texas town trying to survive an onslaught of zombie-like creatures as they feud with a military unit in their small town. So, Doesn't um, Bruce Willis's character, doesn't he? He's like, like in it for he's in it for a couple of scenes. He did like one day's worth of shooting like they do in those type of grindhouse movies. But no, what I mean is like oh, I'm sorry, he his character like melts at the end. Like Something he, like that. He yeah. It reminded me of Tarantino has a, a role in it as one of the soldiers. His I character is as the rapist, but Bruce Willis's character melting down and turning into a zombie at the end reminded me of um I cannot remember the character's name from Resident Evil 4, but he's the one that has, like, the hawk wing. Like, he mutates or whatever. It made me think of Resident Evil 4. Those games made me too uncomfortable to play. No, those games are I, I, I get it. I just... They made me too uncomfortable to continue playing. I love that Rose McGowan is a stripper who has an M16 for a leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a grenade launcher. Um, 
it's just a great little homage to the trashy B movies of the seventies where Rodriguez goes to the point of like purposely filming goofs and mistakes. Yeah. Just giving it like an authentic grindhouse kind of feel. The movie's just absurd. It's over the top with loads of action, cheese gore, horror, humor, and zombies, and it's just it's really fun, you know? Yeah. It's I, mindless. I have not seen Planet Terror since it came out on um a double feature with Grindhouse kind of thing. I didn't or, see it in the theater. I did. I went with Falcon. It was fun. I didn't want to sit in there for that long. It was fun, though. Yeah. It was a good experience. Just what were the trailers this. between? You One can was s- Thanksgiving. This film is a brilliant achievement in motion picture history. Finally, the truth about Hitler's diabolical plans to create a race of superwomen can be told. Werewolf Women of the SS. Welcome. If you are thinking of going into this house, don't. If you are thinking of seeing this film alone, don't. Don't. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Hello, you brave friends, what's the matter with a shotgun. The gave birth to a stray dog who is now fed up. Hobo with a shotgun. It's a goddamn federal! But they soon realized... coming after us. They just fucked with the wrong Mexican. Action. Suspense. Please, Father, have mercy. God has mercy. I don't. If you're gonna hire a machete to kill the bad guy, you better make damn sure the bad guy isn't you. Machete. Judy, you're safe. Mommy's here. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie. Oh, well, you can see them on YouTube. Yeah, you can pull they, them all up on people YouTube. People liked the machete one so much, much that, that they, they made, made yeah two movies out of it. They made a yeah. machete movie. That's a good pick. Um, I kind of want to watch that now. It was a double feature with uh, Death Proof, right? Yeah. For some reason, I just was resistant to see that. And Every I actually, time I watch it, it doesn't bother me. It's I actually a, really like Death Proof. It's I still think it's one of the weaker of his films. There's nothing, nothing happens. But, but it's but it's still fun for what it was. It's probably in some ways more on the nose of a, being a grindhouse movie than even Planet Terror was. Sure, but yeah, yeah, uh, Planet Terror 2007. Is it 07? Yeah. God damn. Okay. A long time ago. Some, year, some years <laughs> between that movie and when you saw it last. I know you've never seen this, and I... <laughs> Tourist Trap. Have you ever seen Tourist Trap? No. It's 1979. I think it was the first first episode of The Last Drive-In. I'd never heard of it. It's like a mix between Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist, and like a movie called Motel Hell that I know you've never seen. I know you've talked about that. Oh, Motel Hell? Here. Motel, Motel Hell. Yeah, yeah. It's Motel Hell is a great movie, dude. Uh, you wouldn't like it, but you should, you should watch them. If for nothing else, watch them. Through your lens, which would, <laughs> okay. you would have, they're funny. 
This movie is James Arness from The uh, Rifleman. He owns this little tourist shop on... He's got one of those very recognizable sure. faces. He owns this tourist shop on like the, the stretch of highway, and it's kind of kind of the way the Bates Motel is. It's, it's kind of being bypassed. Right. And these, uh, these four girls, including Tanya Roberts, you don't know if he's a bad guy or not. And uh, spoilers, he's the bad guy. But there's the killer... <clears throat> Wears a series of masks, kind of like Leatherface did. Right. Um, it's in a it's a bizarre movie. Like it takes this weird supernatural tone in the middle. Uh, there's mannequins everywhere, but basically he's he's killing these women and then turning them into mannequins. And he wears these different like. Well, I'm gonna have you use the cover art from it for one of the three pictures on mine. No one will be surprised when they see it. They'll go, oh, that's Travis's. But it's a creepy-looking cover. Um, and you're left wondering for a minute. You you know it's probably the only other character in the movie is the killer. But you don't really know because he seems kind and shit. It's, when was the last time you saw Chainsaw Massacre? You know that scene when, a year ago? She, when she gets away? Time. Okay. When she gets away and then the cook picks her up and you're like, okay, she's safe. And then you realize the cook's in on it. Right. There's it's a like, that there's that scene is mirrored where she's running away and he comes and picks her up and then takes her back to the house and then it's like but they don't drop the other shoe that says the rifleman <laughs> is the killer. Um you're you're left wondering for a minute because he blames it on his twin brother, but there is no twin brother. There's a really cool death scene where he suffocates this woman with a plaster mold of her face. He puts the plaster on her face and then he's it's getting hot now because it heats up as as it does its thing. Um Zero nudity, which is very, very odd for a, I wouldn't call it a slasher mil, uh, slasher but, film. But a lot of horror movies typically have would have some, some form of TNA. Some boobies. I mean, yeah. again, not to bring up Joe Bob, but that's one of the things he, he rates. He doesn't rate, but he lists when he's like, all right, let's get to the movie. This movie has blah, 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 da, 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 16 breasts or whatever. You definitely want to see a cool movie, but... You definitely want to clock some boobs. Mm. It's a great movie. It's creepy. It's weird. It's inexplicable in some spots, but it's right up my alley. Tourist Trap, 1979. That's my second movie that would be, I guess, if you want to piss and moan about it, starting at about 2 a.m. <laughs> that was very purposeful for you to do it the last time. I was surprised you didn't do it with this I one. just felt like it was too much effort. I felt like... You didn't want to have to do the math. No, it wasn't the math. It That's just it. felt Say unnecessary. It. But here yeah. we are. Midnight to sure was necessary last time we recorded. Midnight to two is Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. <laughs> Fucking with, com- <laughs> with commercial interruptions. Two to four a.m. Yeah, there you go. Watching <laughs> it on TV. Two to four a.m. Edited for television. <laughs> two to four a.m. is Tourist Trap, nineteen seventy nine, starring James Arness and Tanya Roberts. <laughs> What's your third movie? off whatever it is. Bennings, go get child. What is it? What's, What's going on? What's hey, Mama, what is it? I don't know. Mac wants the flamethrower. Mac wants the what? That's what he said. Now move. Damn it. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Baby face Kurt Russell. It's 40 years old come next year. That's true. I mean, while he was a grown-ass man in this movie, but... He's an old-ass man He's an old-ass man now. Wasn't he in one of the Thor movies? Yeah, uh, no, he wasn't in a Thor movie. He was in um, 
the second Guardians of the Galaxy that's movie. That's it. Uh, callback to season two opener. Season, yeah, I figured season two or season three opener? Season three opener. Yeah, the thing. Sometimes you need to get pulled back into cruise control, you know, something a little more terrifying after witnessing something as as, as absurd as Planet Terror. So I chose my third movie to be John Carpenter's The Thing. A little bit of body horror. Yeah. Creature, creature feature. I put down here it's John uh, John Carpenter's Anna, Ant, Antarctic Classic. <laughs> Antarctic Adventure. Is Antarctic classic. What was that? What was that movie that Howard Hughes made that station play 24-7? Ice Station. You know what I'm talking about? It sounds familiar, but I'm not sure what the movie, what the title of the movie uh, yeah, was. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think about that when I think it's the thing. Uh, also, do you follow uh, Nika action figures? Have you seen, do you follow them on Instagram or anything? There's a really bitchin' McCready figure coming is out. There? Yeah, it's fucking rad, dude. <laughs> I'm probably going to spend money on that and get so, yelled at for it. Yeah. It'll probably be right over there the next time we record. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's kind of light on action. It's heavy on suspense, and it's just that perfect traitor in the midst. Pop well, it's, weather, a, you know? it's a perfect horror movie because yeah. you don't know. You're being hunted. Yeah. Kind of. The deep-seated paranoia, erosion of trust in a small group of people in, you know, in that isolated area. Just It just it really clicks for me. I think it's one of his best movies and it just never gets old. It's perfectly paced to sort of drop right into the middle of this marathon for me. It's uh, yeah. It'll it's, slow it down, but it builds up that. It slows. It, it slows down your speed, but it gets your RPMs back up. Correct. You know what I mean? It's you're revving the engine. And you're just not going anywhere as quickly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we talked about it at length during our double feature episode of the thing and the fly. Right. A couple years back, if you want to hear us really drill down on it, uh, check it out there. But I, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about it. It's that's almost a Saturday night movie too. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, I could rock that out on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. That uh, takes me from about 10.35 to 12.30 when my next movie will start. What's yours? Dynamite. Starting at 4 a.m. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the sun's going to be up by the time yours is It's done. okay. It's another one that I saw on the last drive-in, and I'd heard about it, and I remember seeing the, I remembered seeing the cover of the third, the second one, the second one. The Sleepaway Camp is almost a send-up of the summer camp. Is that, is that what you picked? Sleep Sleepaway Camp, yeah. That, I can thank Britton Mangrum for watching that one. You've seen Sleepaway Camp? Yo, Angela, how come you're so fucked up? About 20 years ago. Wow. That was the I, only time I saw it. I fucking love Sleepaway Camp, dude. I hadn't seen it until <laughs> for a long about four years ago when the last drive-in came out on Shudder. That was the first time you the saw it. The first time I'd seen, like, watch, sat down and watched the movie. Now, I know uh, a longtime listener, friend of the show, Senator Johnson, has been a fan of the movie for a while. Um the 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 summer camp killer is like a like a subgenre of yeah. slasher horror, and I'm not sure why I, I don't know why I never got around to it. I guess I no did one that start with Friday the Thirteenth or did you think maybe it started? There was I know that kind of peaked not peaked. There was probably was a, like a, there was probably an, a one maybe before it probably something Italian. I don't know. I, it, it definitely put that in the. I'm no historian, but it's right. definitely it's it's pulling from right from Jason. Um, no one I knew had ever – I don't remember anyone talking about it. I remember – the reason I remember the cover of the – I think it's the second one is because Angela goes back as an adult and she's got a backpack and it's got Freddy's glove and a hockey mask. And I remember thinking like, fuck, it's containing all of this in one – I don't want to 
I'm scared of this. <laughs> uh, I was a pussy kid. Uh, still am. <laughs> the, but uh, that was. Did I mention I that in our shocking expect- moments? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think I may have. Um, <clears throat> the dialogue in it is. <laughs> it's almost like it's it's super campy. No pun intended. This guy blows dead dogs. Just lay it in there. Eat shit and die, Ricky. Eat shit and live, Bill. Yeah, Bill. Get a little wet. Come on, Bill. The camera work. It's. I don't know that it's the one of. It's one of the first ones to do like POV killer, but really many had done it before. Okay, but like you don't ever see, you don't ever see the killer. I don't think you ever see the killer's hands till the end, the big reveal. But it's all you should watch it again, dude. It's you can again you can get the funny out of it because it's like it's a good horror movie, right? But it's also like they know what they're doing. They're not they're not trying to be scary movie or. Um, Dracula dead and loving it, but they know what they're doing is over the top and can be. It's right around mid eighties too, right? Uh, it was eighty two. Okay, eighty one, eighty two, I believe. Maybe eighty three. Mm. Um, oh. I, I love this movie so much. I've come home like during the week on like a bad day, right? And Jamie will be like, "What do you want to watch?" And I'm like, "I want to fucking watch Sleepaway Camp." <laughs> and then, and then we watch Sleepaway Camp in the middle. Eighty three. Is it eighty three? Okay. Yeah. Did you ever go to a summer camp thing as a kid? Like on a regular? No, a couple of years, but that was it. Not like a every year I'm going we and spending didn't... either. And my camps were no more than one or maybe at max two weeks. It wasn't a like whole summer. a whole summer. Okay. We, that shit was kind of done by the time I was – I don't know that they, ha- <clears throat> that they had it where I grew up, but my, my elementary school every other year did what they called outdoor ed. And the fourth and fifth graders would get shipped off for three or four days to this little summer camp in southern Indiana. And the teachers would go and we would do like, basically it was like you'd learn Boy Scout shit. Um, you learn how to canoe and you'd learn how to like read a compass and you have to write songs and like a micro version of a summer camp. Okay. Um, no one died. <laughs> the I remember... I I don't even know if I was aware of the movie until I started working at Best Buy and there was the we had certain employees that gravitated towards a lot of horror in general. A lot of them um, that, that we worked with and seeing the cover art of like a shoe with a knife, knife through going it. through it. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck is this? What is this? Sleep okay, you machine sleep boy camp. I'm like no. You need you need to watch it, and I watched it, and then I gave it back to Britain. And that was the stupidest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp is great, man. I, but that was, but again, that was back. twenty years ago. You should watch it again, and knowing what you know now. Horror is a viable genre. Horror, horror. You you can say things with horror. You can make messages with them, but yeah. sometimes you're just watching. I'm not going to say kill porn because it's not that, but. It's kind of kill porn. <laughs> it is kill porn. Angela most, Angela most kills the Angela kills the the people in in fun and interesting ways, and that's why I've chosen it for uh, my third entry uh, in my marathon from two to four a.m. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's all right. Two midnight midnight to two two to four four to six. Well, my fourth entry starting at about twelve thirty. Pussy in half. Give us an offer on our best selection of pussy. This is a pussy blowout. All right, we got white 
pussy, black pussy, Spanish pussy, yellow pussy, we got hot pussy, cold pussy, we got wet pussy, we got smelly pussy, we got hairy pussy, bloody pussy, we got snapping pussy, we got silk pussy, velvet pussy, nalga high pussy, even got horse pussy, dog pussy. Chicken pussy, come on, you want pussy? Come on in, pussy lovers. If we don't got it, you don't want it. Come on in, pussy lovers. I don't like that movie. <laughs> Not at all, huh? I, I Not need, your thing? I need to go back and watch it. Um, it's been a while. I, I remember when it came out. Okay. <clears throat> Oh fuck! Tarantino is like a Tarantino movie, like his stuff. Okay, what? what yeah. He's like, oh, he's just an idiot. He's like an asshole in it, and it's not a Tarantino movie. He's just in it. No, he wrote it. Yeah, but he didn't direct it. Yeah, it was Rodriguez yeah. that directed it. I'd like I said, I, I'd, I'd want to go back and watch it. Okay, gang. Here's the thing. So after we recorded that day, I watched from dusk till dawn. I rewatched it for the first time in like 25 years. First half of the movie. Blows, drags, not fun or interesting, creepy, almost like, uh, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I don't like George Clooney in it. I, I don't like Tarantino in it. Their chemistry is off and weird, uh, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the first half. The second half of the movie is fucking great uh, because Tarantino's character dies, and then uh, everybody fucking dies. So, to recap... From dusk till dawn. First half, not, not good. Second half, dynamite, awesome monster movie. Back to the show. To confirm, I didn't like it initially. Okay. I don't. I don't. I didn't like his character. I don't like George Clooney in it. I don't like a lot of things about it. All right. Now, one thing I do like about it that would carry that movie: mm-hmm. Salma Hayek. <laughs> Boy, howdy. Uh, Interviewer, do I you just, have a foot fetish? Quentin Tarantino. No. Picture. You sure you don't have a foot fetish? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, to me, just like Benny's World of Liquor, this film has a little bit of everything. It's written by Tarantino before he started his al- uh, his alternate history filmmaking. Um. And so the movie follows two criminals and their hostages who unknowingly seek temporary refuge in an establishment populated by vampires. I kind of call this movie a half and half because like the first half of this movie is zero horror because the first half is like a crime thriller. Sure. It's very Tarantino-esque. I think that's what I don't like about it is it doesn't under, doesn't know what – What it wants to be. Yeah. I – Absolutely like that. Okay, uh, that's what I like about this okay. movie. It's like you don't you're going in on one thing and you get something completely different at the end. There's plenty of Tarantino dialogue driving. Yeah, um, with a, it's action gore fest. You know, Robert Rodriguez, um, his role just didn't end at director. He also was the uh, cinematographer. He also produced the movie. He also edited the movie. Mm. And so pretty much any Rodriguez or Tarantino fan, in my opinion, would like this movie, I would think. Obviously, yeah. until... Dude, I was like 15 or 16 That's last okay. time I saw it. Um, it's just it displays all of their talents kind of at their peak before they became like these big like multimedia 
were lo- you know moguls. Didn't they do who directed Four Rooms or was it Four? That was four different directors. Okay. Tarantino did direct part of it. Rodriguez directed part of it, uh, one quarter, and then the other two were done by. Was it Paul Thomas Anderson? One of them? No, he, it was not. But I couldn't. I can't tell you who the other two directors were. They did not. And not they may have been bigger in an independent film yeah. world, but I don't know how big they got after that. But my choice for uh, entry number four starts at twelve thirty, from dusk till dawn, nineteen ninety six. Neato. My next one starts at six. Sun's starting to come up. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this movie next week, but Wes Craven's new Nightmare is my number three or my fourth entry, if you want to. Should be your fourth. Go about it that way. Um, Three or four years before he did, like, truly, like, take meta horror filmmaking to the stratosphere, he, he invented it, I think, with... Invent it, but he he did he did the modern invention of it with uh, with New Nightmare. You have that? I don't. Well, you are dumb. I watched it last year. I'm actually thinking of getting my uh, Freddy box set. Mm-hmm. I built I built my Jason box set. I've got all my Nightmare on Elm. Or, uh, God damn it! I, Come on, uh, get it right. I get all I got all my Friday the Thirteenth. I had to piece them together because um, my second favorite. Friday the 13th movie is Jason Goes to Hell, and it is not owned by the same studio that owns the other eight movies. Really? So, yeah, so I've had to buy them. Uh, and there's not really a box set that exists. Freddy was wholly an 80s movie monster. Even even the last Freddy movie happened in 1989. Maybe, nah, it was 91. Right. I think Freddy go, uh, uh, Freddy's Dead, I believe, was 91. It started to have a little bit of 90s feel, but uh, New Nightmare is like... <sighs> I don't want to say the word meta again, but it's got this darker, yeah, more serious tone. We've talked about it, and we'll probably talk about it next week. They have the way the James Bond movies, they'll, they start, they're cool, they're good. They start, they start to stretch, stretch out and stretch they out. They get stupid, goofy, and then they snap back to reality. If you know, you know. Wes Craven's new nightmare. I don't want to talk too much about it because we are definitely going to talk about it next week when we do... Our next week's episode, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So my fifth entry starts at 2.45, directed by Sam Raimi. Runs under 90 minutes. Please be Darkman. Evil Dead 2. I don't consider Darkman a horror movie. No, it's not a horror movie. Okay. It's a weird movie. But. Uh, I, sometimes satire, you know, is considered one of the highest forms of flattery, I think. And this works twice as well when you're satirizing your own work. <laughs> I love that Evil Dead 2 is literally just them remaking Same Evil Dead. fucking movie, but just... <laughs> bigger budget. Bigger budget funny. and funny. Uh, some consider it a remake. Others consider it a sequel. Either way, Evil Dead 2 is a splendid blend of horror and comedy, reuniting Ash with a deserted house in the woods and the ne- ne- Necronomicon. I can't speak. <laughs> the result is a laugh-a-minute goofball uh, gore-filled adventure high on a good amount of action at the same time. I also love how they cut that movie together. I don't know if Raimi cut that movie or if he was just specifically involved with the editing, but I feel like Edgar Wright got some of his sensibilities from that. Yeah. That quick cut. And just the creative shots of how he would frame one to pull into the next one and yeah. I haven't seen that in the minute too. I need to go back yeah. and watch that. It's just fun watching Ash trying to save himself. And a set of strangers from a demon possession and quite possibly the end of the world. 
Have you seen the show? The show? Ash vs. Evil Dead? On, I've uh, watched like one and a half seasons, seasons and I kind of lost interest in it. It is the goriest, yeah. bloodiest fucking show I've ever seen. It's awesome. But I've never finished it yet. No. I haven't finished it. I, 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 I think I, it's still on Netflix. I got in a vein of it and I was watching it like every day after work. And I, you and me talked about it for a period of time on a previous show where it's like – and you, at the time, were very hesitant to want to get into it. I, at the time, this but you day and finally age, finally pulled the trigger. Yeah, this day and age that we're in with all this just fan service, bringing back old shit. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, and so it's a, it's still a. Bruce Campbell, I feel like he cares about. Sam Raimi directed the pilot yeah. of this as well. Yeah, so, and I think they shot it all in, in New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, um, I haven't circled back to it in a while. I need to come back because I want to finish it. Yeah, um, Zena. Warrior Princess is in it too. Yeah, God. yes, sir. I've been I've been trying to not rewatch all the horror movies that I already know and love because I got a uh, friend of the show, Honey Mustard Cyborg Brock Stevick. <laughs> he uh, he hipped me. So my Shutter subscription was through my Amazon account. Yeah, and if you actually get the Shutter app on your Roku, you get a whole lot more than what's available through Amazon. Yeah, and I was pissed about that because i was paying for it through amazon and not even getting all of the yeah and they have more of the joe bob yeah that's why i normally don't go through amazon for others they have more of the episodes of joe bob but there are some of the seasons of that that are truncated so i keep i've kept both subscriptions because you can piece together huh. anyway i'm trying to watch new old horror movies that i haven't seen before as opposed to re-watching stuff that i now there's some that are just going to get watched right tonight. but um there's one i'm going to recommend to you Eh, you'll hate it. <laughs> I may not. You never know. But, you'll hate it. But okay. <laughs> the killer's mask is great. And I'm going to need to reconfirm the title. But the Shudder, I can't recommend Shudder enough. There's so much good. It's Netflix just for horror movies. And it goes to like, there's Shudder exclusives. There's like, they've got new titles on there. And they go back to like, wretchedly bad shit 70s 80s stuff and they've got it's streaming too so you can turn it on and there's a, just a movie playing oh so you could have just a channel that's just playing as well as picking what you want to stream is what you're saying well it's when you when you open the app on roku there's a movie playing and it says shutter now streaming and it's oh. just you, it's like you're cha- like you're coming into a, a channel oh, correct and I, it's it's it warms us horror fans it warms our yeah. dead like there's dying something black always hearts playing here. there's something always playing yeah and you can just Leave it up to the universe, or you can go watch Friday the 13th, part five, for the 17,000th time. It's kind of fun, because I think Discovery Plus does the same thing, where there's like okay. a handful of shows where there's so many episodes, they just have a channel that you can just turn it on, and it's playing whatever. What so a novel the, concept. Yeah. <laughs> the way TV used to be. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that everything that's old becomes new again? I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. But now we have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want that? That's separate. But that said, I I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 in a long-ass time. I always opt for Army of Darkness. I always opt for Evil Dead. I actually, I don't have Army of Darkness. There's so many different versions of that on Blu-ray and DVD yeah, and all that. I, that love it's diff- I love them for it. I hate, well, I love you, them for you, it, but I hate Blade that, Runner for it. I hate it. It's not that it's, it's who owns what. Yeah. That was also part of the problem is who owns what. That's the mystery Every- of... That's the mystery of me. I love Army of Darkness for it, but I hate Blade Runner for it. 
And what's worse, I don't is hate Blade Runner for it. There's hardly a difference you can tell between most of them anyway. I know. Outside I know. of the theatrical release and Ridley Scott's cut. Have you seen the, the Have you seen 90s. the alternate ending of Army of Darkness? I don't. God, I'm trying to remember last time. I he wakes up it. in the cave and he's overslept. <laughs> <laughs> the world's no. all destroyed and shit, and he's got like super long hair, super long nails, and a big long beard, and he's just in this cave with his car, and he pushes his way out, and it's just this desolate wasteland of humanity, and he goes, "No, I overslept," and that's the end. Yeah, that's good. I <laughs> it's like really that. good because I used to have a a shirt that said um, shark, shop smart, shop S-mart. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Because you didn't know about S-mart until you got to Army of Darkness. Okay. My number two, my penultimate entry. It's an odd way to spend a morning finishing off a Halloween marathon. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. Michael Rooker? Yeah. I still haven't seen that. It is. Uh, you almost feel like you're watching a snuff film. It's just... Uh, the way it shot the the film stock. The way you've described all of your other movies and then what you put in as your penultimate seems. And I have. Well, wait till we get to my last one. Wait till we get to my last one. I am not ending. I'm downstepping. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm wrecking your fucking day, or at least confusing the fuck out of you. Anyway, uh, I always saw this movie on the shelf at the video store when I was a kid, and I can't remember if I recognized Michael Rooker from somewhere. But it's, do you, you know the cover I'm talking about? It's just a picture of him staring into a mirror. I think so, yeah. And it's a, it's a direct pull from one of the scenes. And it's just, it's literally a picture of that film stock. And it looks like it's grainy, almost newsreel-ish. And it's like, this feels like it was shot while he was, like right after he'd killed somebody. You know what I mean? It's got that realistic vibe. It's poorly lit. Like in a good way. Um, right, okay. It's not fun. It's not a fun, like, oh, what an interesting way to kill somebody. You smashed a TV over their head. It's just like, oh, fuck. I don't think you would like it in any way. But it does have some qualities to it, like Joker. It's very, very, very loosely based on uh, uh, Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Tool. Henry Lee Lucas was, uh, he was a killer, serial yeah. Oh quote-unquote serial killer from texas probably really only killed one person but he's known as a confession killer he confessed to like killing like 500 people driving all over the country all right there's a there's a netflix doco about it i may have you should watch this is basically in name only and a couple of like possible points to his life he's almost like a vigilante in a way but then he swings it's a dark fucking movie man um i would suggest you watch it one time just because it does what a good horror movie does like it it brings a response out in you and it's not last house on the left gross but you definitely feel like you know between this one and the next one i'm gonna go take a shower and maybe drink a glass of milk or something you know try to get a little more wholesome (laughs) it is (laughs) i need some calcium i need i need some good old-fashioned america in me (laughs) (laughs) and I cannot remember if I rented it long time ago, and I was like, fuck, I need to have this in my library. And then I bought it. I know I bought it because I loaned it to Eric Hoyle, and I've never gotten it back. I had a badass like criteria. Yeah, you hear that, Eric, if you're listening. Fucker. Um, (laughs) I had like a. sitting on his shelf right now. I had, you know, he probably went like, fucking weird motherfucker. He liked the Brady Bunch too. Uh, 
it was like a kick-ass Criterion collection. Had that reversible cover where you could have like the original artwork or like a revamped version of it. Had some like Daco stuff on the back. It, dude, it's worth one pass. Like it's violent and it's, I mean, it, if in, in some stretch of the word, it's graphic, but it's not like Saw sequel graphic. It's not people sorting through entrails and shit. There's some grossness to it. There's some weirdness to it. There's some very, very disturbing shit in it, but that's, that's, that's my number five <laughs> or my number two, however you want to look at it. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Who does number two work for? And there's a really good, if, honestly, if you want to watch it and be, and be truncated and slightly, um, Palette cleansed every 15 to 20 minutes. Watch it on the last drive-in. They do have it on there. And now, if it's available or not, I don't know. Um, sometimes those titles, they change hands so frequently these days. Right. Um, but For six months and then they're gone and who knows when. Yeah. Sure. But um, you can watch enough of it and be like, fuck, I need a break. And Joe Bob will come in and be his congenial self. Now, I, don't want, I don't mean to keep recommending the last drive-in, but that's a really, it's just a really fun show and it's, a good way to get introduced into some stuff. Like I'm a horror guy. I'm not a horror nerd. You know, I like what I like and I like different stuff. Right. And Joe Bob, Joe Bob brings you the different stuff. That's mine. What's your number one? I see we grease this rat fuck son of a bitch right now. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. He figured that he could get an alien back through quarantine. If one of us was impregnated whatever you call it, and then frozen for the trip home. Nobody would know about the embryos we were carrying. Me and Newt. Wait a minute now, we don't know. Yes, the only way he could do it is if he sabotaged certain freezers on the way home, namely yours. Then he could jettison the bodies and make up any story he liked. Fuck! He's dead. You dog me, pal. This is so nuts. I mean, listen, listen to what you're saying. It's paranoid delusion. How, it's really sad. It's pathetic. You know, Burke, I don't know which species is worse. You don't see them fucking each other over for a goddamn percentage. All right, we waste him. No offense. No! Gotta go back. What do you mean they cut the power? How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers checking the corridors. Move! Dorman, watch Burke. Yeah, I got him. Newt, stay close. I'll go to the side. I have on, uh, earlier I was talking about the McCready action figure from Nika, and uh, I pointed to Nathan. I said, when I get one, it's going to go over here, and I pointed to the top of the refrigerator where Did I have... I've constantly knocked down Ripley's shaved head figurine. Well, I've got several. <laughs> I've got a Jason figure, a Nika Jason figure. Oh, there's a couple of Ripley's I'm seeing now, uh, right? A Nika Freddy, a Nika Nada, um, and a very cheap Nika Ripley from Alien 3, and Nathan's knocked it down about seven times, opened in the fridge, and he was like, I'm just going to, against better uh, against my better... Judgment. I'm just going to lay Ripley down, knowing that every time you lay Ripley down, every time you, you lay Ripley down, down she, she gets, gets right back, back up. up. <laughs> Watching aliens, I you never would have been more paranoid and concerned about a right until you watch this movie and Cameron's like, when you hear that, that means it's tracking to see where the aliens are in this movie. 
Uh, I've always considered the Alien franchise to be equal parts uh, science fiction, equal parts horror. And only, absolutely, the, and, especially the first one. It's, right. it's gothic horror and, yeah. just in space. Uh, and only with the middle film does it also incorporate a healthy dose of James Cameron infused action. Yeah. Mid 80s. Um, this film has an incredible 50 minutes or so of buildup, introducing the relatively large supporting cast of characters, more backstory on Ripley, and then a slow descent into hell as the colonial marines move through <clears throat> and then down the compound where they encounter their first alien attack. <laughs> and there's more than one. How many years had gone by between? 57. Okay. I watched it real recently. I probably would have been able to answer that question anyway. This one's my favorite of the three. And it was 57 years. She had she had a daughter and she lost a daughter in the time that she was in that cryo freeze. Right, right. You learn that in the expanded version that he has on the Blu-ray. The Alien franchise is weird, man, because each movie is so different. But they so work well together. Well, absolutely, yeah. man. It's we've talked about it before, almost to the point now where we can't do our our. I think we can if we wait a couple of years. Yeah, maybe. But that um, oh, I forget who even did the video. It's been three or four years since I saw it, but it was like it basically explains that um, Ripley, Newt, and Hicks are like a nuclear family. Yeah, and it, okay. go, it goes into detail of it, and it's. I was like, oh, wow. In this weird little chunk of time, she actually kind of has what she was. What was taken away from her. Well, stri- she and had, striving yeah. to have, yeah. She kind of has it for, what, three or four days? If that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I said it before, too. I forget how much I actually fucking love Aliens until the last, like, Jamie had. Jamie didn't make me sit down and watch him last year, but she was like, want to watch alien and i was like yeah i want to watch alien and then it went off and she's like fuck that was good do you want to watch aliens and i went yep let's watch aliens and then i was like okay now i get to watch alien three right and she was asleep Shag, i'm going to bed but uh <laughs> i was grading aliens against the fact that cameron had directed it and i forget that it was 1986 cameron correct not 2009 cameron correct and or even 1999 cameron right this is back when cameron was still Good, yeah, in my opinion, and yeah, fuck, was I depriving myself of a kick ass? It's fucking Aliens is so good, man. It's got everything. Cameron successfully writes and directs a sequel to a movie where you didn't think there should be a sequel. You know, I I see the first movie like you said, a gothic horror. It's like a haunted house. This one's like a roller coaster ride. You know, and the action is satisfying. The horror is sometimes unbearable and the tension and and suspense is unwavering. And once the aliens arrive on screen, the pacing is so unbelievably quick. You hardly have a time to catch your breath before the picture fades to black. And so there's just, you, they can't do anything other than move, get, get away, move. What are we going to do? There's always the distrust with Waylon Yutani guy. Oh, well the Waylon Yutani guy. Well, you know, that Paul Reiser is a slime ball, but you don't know it at first. In that scene that was played, if you saw the clip, he's got this horrible sweat on his upper lip and on his brow. You're like, dude, this guy knows the jig is up, <laughs> but he's not willing to admit it. He knows the Marines are going to fuck him up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know he's so fucking guilty, and he can't admit to it. I was hoping but there's that the clip- distrust with the with the android with... Um, 
Oh, Lance yeah. Hendrickson's character, why, why can't I remember? I, um, Bishop. Bishop, thank you. Bishop's a great character. Yeah, man. it's like superb because, she because of the huge distrust from the first film, and you don't know where he's going to land until the last well, 30 minutes. <clears throat> so, and if I'm wrong, the programming and such with replicants had changed and they're not able to do what right his change is he can't harm humans what was the what was the replicant's name in the first one um ash yeah ian malcolm mm, anyway know. yeah you don't yeah i think it's ian malcolm wrong ian malcolm was jurassic park <laughs> but that's right life uh, ian home finds a way ian home but it's it's ripley's prejudice Toward the replicants, that yeah, she doesn't. Why she doesn't trust Bishop? Correct. Until, and then, then she does. She figures it out that he's 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 good people. Yeah, a good um, android. <laughs> and they try to. Who would win in a game of chess, Bishop or Mister Data? I would say Mister Data. I don't have enough knowledge to to answer that question because I don't have enough Star Trek new, Next Generation knowledge. To... Is that a nerd alert? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good pick, dude. That that can take a lot of boxes. That could be action movie. That's a good. That's a good way to end it off. Well, yeah, because there's just that. There's the scene where the you know like they should be in the room and they're not in the room. They don't know where they're coming from. And then mm-hmm. he comes up and turns when he lifts up the ceiling tiles or whatever, and he sees them all crawling yeah. on the on the rafters yeah. or whatever. And you're like, yeah, grody. It's so good though. It's it's good grody. It's grody in a good way. Man, Videodrome was fucking weird. <laughs> I still haven't watched Videodrome. At all? I tried. It made me feel super uncomfortable, and yeah. I got a little concerned, and I shut it off. You got concerned? I, I, I was concerned. <laughs> what? what made you concerned? I don't concerned? know. It just made me uncomfortable. And I, I regret now not it's, watching it's, all of it. Dude, it's Cronenberg so. body horror. It's a mind fuck. Cronenberg body horror movie starring Debbie Harry and James Woods. Like, that sounds like you threw a bunch of like words into a hat at like a team building exercise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come up with a story. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nathan, what'd you pull out? James Woods. <laughs> okay, you get laughs. Travis, what'd you pull out? Debbie Harry. <laughs> oh, Blondie. Okay, 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 cool. Okay, yeah. Uh, what'd you, Who's your director? What'd you get, Rick? David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg. All right, uh, <laughs> the plot thickens. All right, where's the where's the location? Television studio in New York, kinda. <laughs> so you've seen some of it. Uh, yeah, I've seen some. How of far it. into it did you? I can't remember, but I would say less than thirty minutes. I will. It's kind of one of those movies that falls into that category of like, man, I don't know what mushrooms would be like. Here, watch this. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not like that at all. But okay. But, it's it's one of those kind of like um, a David Lynch movie. You don't really know what's going on, but it's interesting to look at, right? And it's fun to watch. Almost like it's almost it's got a noir feel to it. He's after something, and his heads blow up. Not scanners. I know. I said, does anybody's heads oh, blow up in no. this one? No. Tried, Brock and I tried to watch. I've seen scanners. I tried to watch Brock and I tried to watch scanners late last year, and it was just late enough at night. I'd never seen it. And he was like, man, I can't. It's Michael stay. Ironside, right? Yeah, he's like, man, I can't fucking stay awake through this. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I was, I, was, I, was, I was fading too. But yeah, I watched Videodrome for the first time about uh, five years ago. 
enough that like I mean I didn't get concerned and have to turn it off by any means, but <laughs> it stuck with me to the point that I was like, ah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm I'm good. It's you didn't uh, get concerned like me and wanted to stop it. <laughs> I love that you used the words concern. <laughs> ah, yeah. It's kind of like a, a precursor to the movie The Ring. You know the premise of that? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Oh. In in tone, like he's investigating this crime of these people getting killed. Does he, he was, run a network or something like that? He just wants to put. He's a reporter, I think. Is that what it he's is? He's a reporter slash cop. Are you reading the premise? As the president of a trashy TV channel, Max Penn, played by James Wood, is desperate for new programming to attract viewers. When he happens upon Videodrome, a TV show dedicated to gratuitous torture and punishment, Mac, Max seeks a potential hit and broadcasts the show on his channel. Max investigates the truth behind Videodrome and discovers that the graphic violence may not be as fake as he thought. Hmm. How oddly prescient. Yeah. Audience. I'm going to see if it's on the streaming Criterion channel. Don't feel concerned. I may watch it in the next couple It's days. weird, but you should watch it. Videodrome, that's how I'm rounding out my marathon. David Cronenberg's classic. I feel like Scanners is better. He started out weird, funny, kind of odd, and then ended on fucking depressing, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I with the downers. <laughs> <laughs> it's horror, man. Yeah, but there's there was there were so many to choose from on this. I kind of did a potpourri. I didn't. I don't. I don't like to do these with a the theme. I like to. Like, oh, okay. I want to watch that. Okay, I just watched a slasher. I'm slaked on my slasher bit for you know for a touch. Let's watch something like this. Okay, let's get real weird with it. Let's get funny with it. All I know is at the end of my marathon, I'm still able to fall asleep. It may be a hard, <coughs> difficult, difficult time trying to fall asleep. You're sitting there going, "What? Eyes are bugged out and open." I I I. I I beg you to conjure up six more, and we'll do we'll do we'll do part three. We'll end the trilogy. What next Halloween or something? Sure, because I've got. It'll give me enough time to. I will have a theme for my next one. It's already half written, um, but uh, it's a good. It's be a good. It's a good horror marathon part three. I'm looking forward to it. It's a trilogy of horror marathons. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Part three, we will be back next week to end up our spooky season run. With Nightmare on Elm Street and Saw, Saw or Saw. Um, so I didn't want to drill down too much on New Nightmare. We'll talk about it. Drill down a little more. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, what you can do in the meantime is head over to wherever you stream us, like us, rate us, review us, share us, share us for sure. Um, don't shoot the share us. Uh, do not shoot the deputy either. Um, <laughs> Go to sixpackdoublefeature.com, buy a sticker, buy a t-shirt. They are $2 and or $8 shipped, or plus shipping, depending on where you're at. Um, Nathan, you got a chaser over there? Hey, let me ask you this one, because... You have your own chaser? No, no, no. You give me the... Like, you, you gave it to me last time, and I read it out loud. So now I get to ask you? Sure, yeah. Sure. Which movie character would you rather be stuck in an elevator with? The precocious know-it-all kid... Or Jack Black when he's at 11. Is there any way to cut the cord and nope. drop the elevator? Nope. Mm. I'll take Jack Black at 11. Aren't they both the same, really? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they are. Uh, sorry, I asked for this question. Who asked that question? 
Let me see that. Fuck you, Sam Jones in Wisconsin. I guess Jack Black at 11 because maybe he has drugs in his pocket. Yeah, he might. This and maybe I could take it's too many of them, OD and die, and not have to deal with Jack Black at 11 or a precocious kid. <clears throat> Jack Black at 11 because maybe he has Foo Fighter stories. That'd be a fun name for a podcast if you were Jack Black. Jack Black at, at 11. 11. Yeah. <laughs> or a fun name for a TV show. Yeah. Man. When that's... does it air? 11. <laughs> 11. When? On 11. It's in the fucking title. It's Step on... into my office. <laughs> Why? Because you're it's fucking, fucking fired. fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gang. We are going to get to scooting. Um, we will see you next week for our Halloween double feature. Again, that's Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. And Saw, the original, if you want to uh, review those and uh, show up and compare notes with us. I'm sure yours will differ from ours. Yes. Yes, they will. We'll see you then, kiddies. In the meantime, stay off the moors. Pick Six is a Clopec Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. Machete.